Welcome, and thank you for listening to the John Burt Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to ignite the leader within. This podcast is all about having conversations to help leaders tap their inner core and find their core purpose as leaders. In each episode, I discuss leadership principles I've learned from 36 years of leading organizations and coaching clients through growth and change, and interviewing incredible leaders that are inspiring their organizations and communities today. I was a management consultant for many years, and now I coach clients on leadership, culture, and talent because I firmly believe that that is where I can make a real difference and influence the passion and performance of leaders and the day-to-day experience of individual contributors in organizations. In this series called Intelligent Leadership, I interviewed John Matone, the founder of Intelligent Leadership, and one of the world's renowned executive coaches. We'll be discussing the 12 principles of intelligent leadership. Intelligent leadership is a philosophy I follow in my coaching practice and one that has produced significant results for my clients. My guest, John Matone, is the world's top executive coach, a best-selling author, and the founder of four exceptional coaching and leadership development companies. John is the pioneer of intelligent leadership, a transformative, results-oriented leadership growth philosophy and process that ignites, cultivates, and polishes an individual's heart, mind, and soul in support of creating an exceptional leadership and cultural capability in an organization. I know you'll enjoy this podcast series with John Matone, so let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the John Burt Leadership Podcast. I'm here with my guest, the world's top leadership coach, John Matone. Welcome, John. JB, great to be here. My honor, my pleasure. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you too, John. John, we're here talking about intelligent leadership and how to ignite the leader within. And you've defined 12 tenets of intelligent leadership. The first tenet is the health, vibrancy, and maturity of the individual's inner core determines the effectiveness of their outer core. Tell us a little bit about that, John. So JB, one of the things that uh, I'm not sure actually um, it, it was it was that uh, much of a, a, a real breakthrough discovery, um, but it's been interesting uh, as intelligent leadership's evolved over the years. And obviously my experience working with executives, it became very, very clear that to drive greatness in the outer core in terms of skills and competencies, whether a, you know, a leader wants to become a, a stronger strategic thinker, uh, more decisive, uh, you know, build a stronger team, wh- whatever behaviors there are in the outer core that we want to improve. Uh, and, and by the way, this is interesting. It's not only in the world of leadership, but it's also in the world of whatever. You know, if you want to be a better parent, you want to be a better athlete, uh, whatever skills and behaviors that you want to drive in terms of pushing the, the envelope will not happen unless the inner core is strong, mature and vibrant. So mm-hmm. what I've discovered is it's the uh, it's the intricacies uh, of what resides very, very deep within our souls, JB, mm-hmm. that uh, is very complicated 
But for us, and you already know this uh, in, in the work that you do, it's absolutely critical that we help leaders better understand you know, what's working on their inner core and also what also might may not be working so that we can help them translate what they learn about their inner core and driving greatness in the outer core. Yeah, I think this is a great uh, philosophy, John, that, that you come up with. And you, and you know how much I appreciate uh, intelligent leadership. And just so, so our listeners understand this inner core we're talking about, it's, you know, it's the character and the values and beliefs of an individual and how those, those uh, you know, character values and beliefs drive the thoughts that we have the emotions, you know, our mindsets as leaders, as well as the, you know, eventually the outer behaviors, those things that, that, you know, others see in us as we show up, show up as leaders in the workplace. I think this is, I think this is really important because so many of these, um, you know, leaders out there today, they work on, on, you know, the external behaviors, but they haven't really solved some of the, the internal, you know, beliefs that they have as to, you know, their, their worth and their value that they're bringing to, to organizations. JB, and you know this too. I mean, we're, we're really talking about uh, en engines within the soul, you know, and those engines have got to be optimized in how infrequently, in fact, they are. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so what, what are the igniters? What are the engines? Um, and, and you just mentioned them, but what does it really mean? You know, so uh, it's, it's been my experience that if you want to drive greatness in the outer core, sustain greatness, um, we're talking about having a balanced self-image, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and, and there's a lot of leaders out there. Uh, I know you've worked with many and, and, and me too, where there's not balanced self-image. In fact, there tends to be an overactive ego, uh, mm -hmm. and that can get in the way from, in fact, driving greatness in the outer core and impacting. That's how people see you, you know, and mm -hmm. when people have a construct about you, it comes from the behaviors that they experience. But those behaviors are ignited from deep, deep within. So balanced self-image is critical. Positive mm -hmm. thinking pattern, uh, uh, the positive thinking patterns, balanced emotions, right? Yeah. Working with the right value system, uh, character. Uh, all of those elements have got to be optimized if, in fact, we're going to achieve uh, the potential uh, of driving greatness in the out and truly becoming the best that you can be, you know? Right. Well, you mentioned ego as being one of those those things that can get out of balance with leaders, and I've seen that in some of the, the clients that I've worked with and and, and uh, over the years. Oh yeah, uh, where it 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 becomes you know they believe that that they have the only ideas out there or the best ideas, and they really kind of push those on their team. I also see that that there's a you know there's another imbalance that can occur for for leaders, and that's sort of this uh, imposter syndrome that that a number of leaders. I have one one uh, of the individuals that have been coaching recently who yeah. has brought this up repeatedly. Um, a woman in the in a in a fairly heavily male dominated industry, where she is she's got a pretty high level position, but she's really feeling as though you know it's about we're talking about whether or not she deserves to be there and be at the table and how to get that voice heard. Right. So you have these, there's a lot of different imbalances that can, that can occur um, within a leader. And, you know, you, you refer to it in some of your, your writings around the having bad cholesterol, right? There's yeah. good cholesterol and there's bad cholesterol. If you have this bad cholesterol working inside your system, it can sometimes derail you yeah. in terms of the, the, the power and the confidence that you bring um, uh, to, to your leadership. Big time. And, and JB, you know, this, you know, uh, it's just speaking about that bad cholesterol. We all have it. 
Um, uh, and uh, we also have the good cholesterol. What's really interesting is, you know, the bad cholesterol in terms of the inner core um, may not emerge, uh, may not reveal itself uh, in behavior. Uh, so, you know, what's interesting is every, every leader uh, has the bad cholesterol. Um, the problem is very, very few in the world have ever really taken an objective glimpse into their soul to see, hey, what is this bad cholesterol, right? And can I do something to get out in front of it before it actually emerges into the outer mm-hmm. core, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why, and I, and I, obviously we've, we've had conversations about this, what a great privilege it is as a coach you know, to provide a lens uh, uh, into the soul uh, of a leader so they can see, boy, I, I never even knew that I had this tendency uh, to, um, you know, have limiting thinking, for example, uh, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Uh, and the opportunity to help that leader understand that, listen, hey, you know, it, it, and really the same thing in medicine, right? That back cholesterol, you, if you go to the doctor, and the doctor says, JB, what's going on here? Your back cholesterol scores up. They're going to start to ask you what's going on, you know, mm-hmm. what kind of food mm-hmm. you eating. But then they're going to ask you questions about stress because because when we when that stress level goes up, uh, the back cholesterol uh, also is going to go up. And it's the same thing in, in, in what we're talking about here. Um, so what's interesting is the bad stuff can lurk deep uh, and uh, it, it may not emerge. But typically it will emerge with a lot of stress, a lot of disruption, and most leaders are not aware of that. So if we can help them see that and then put a strategy into place, you know, put the guardrails in place so they see, boy, this is exactly what I need to do and what I need to execute so I I don't go outside the guardrails, so I don't impact uh, the people that I work with in my business in a negative way, you know, that's what we do, JB, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a leader's job is, is, is kind of all about stress, right? You're, you're under stressful, you're under stress <laughs> for something, a meeting deadline, meeting a target, meeting something. And, uh, and you're trying to get your team motivated and inspired to be able to move in the right direction. So I think yeah. about a leader, th- this idea that stress triggers the bad cholesterol, uh, it happens probably daily or maybe hour by hour for a lot of leaders. It does. John, I want to, I want to touch on this idea about getting out in, in front of something, um, because I think that a lot of leaders probably think, hey, I'm doing okay, right? You know, years, if you wouldn't be at the position you're at if you were not doing okay. <clears throat> but then, like Jim Collins said, right, is it is okay, is good enough, right, for, right. for your people and for your teams? And I think right. in today's environment, we need to be doing, leaders need to be doing more. It's not okay to just be okay uh, and be doing, you know, well enough for your for your teams. Um, because I think that, that the, the teams, mo- many people, d- you know, um, expect more, maybe they desire more, um, but they're very comfortable. They get into these comfortable patterns uh, in terms of their behavior. And like you said, I, I used to be a, I used to play golf. I, I still play golf, but I, yeah. I don't ever really play golf. But I always had these friends of mine that would tell me, listen, John, you're the best person playing out of trouble. And I thought, okay, what does that mean? Right. That yeah. means I have, I have the, built up those techniques right. to get myself 
out of trouble. But the problem was I got myself into trouble in the first place, right? So, exactly. so you're you're constantly scrabbling. And I think about leadership and this idea of getting out in front of something is is that you you know that there's something that's causing your behaviors to not be a hundred percent or not you know you're not hitting on all the cylinders, right? And you have built up these mechanisms to be able to recover and to kind of cover yourself, and because you're you're never quite a hundred percent, you're not quite you know in sync or you know like an orchestra, not quite hitting the, the the tunes correctly or the notes correctly. Exactly, exactly. And so, um, so JB, this whole notion of, uh, and I love what you just said, you know, we, we, we do have this tendency to lock into a zone mm -hmm. uh, and we actually uh, will uh, condition our brains to believe that the zone that we're in is actually one that's worthy and yielding um, you know, the, the success that uh, we, we want. Uh, what's interesting is it is about being bigger and faster and better. Uh, if you're a leader today, uh, and this is true all over the world, you know, it's not only leaders, but every human being in the world uh, is operating, and it doesn't matter where you live. It's, it's about being bigger, it's about faster, it's about better, it's about continuously disrupting your comfort zone, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. constantly. And you're not gonna be able to do that unless you start to associate um, really a couple of things. One is that you've gotta learn how to really uh, change the circuitry, you know, uh, and, and how do you do that? Well, it's not, it's not easy. And typically you do need a coach JB to help you change the circuitry because ultimately it's about pain pleasure. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of times coaches can, can point to a leader and say, listen, you, you've been in the zone a long time, uh, and it's yielding a certain degree of success, but it's also yielding some pain. Let's do a 360, right? Let's get some feedback from your stakeholders. Mm -hmm. And when that feedback's provided back to that leader, they say, boy, you know something? I, I, I'm really not operating as optimally as I, as, I, as I should. So a lot of this is about really getting leaders to think differently, to think bigger, to actually create a much more compelling future, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, where that future ha has the prospect of, in mm -hmm. fact, creating a zone of more pleasure. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and that's what changes, you know, that abundance, the abundance you talk it about. It is, it really is. And, and mm -hmm. I know that's the work that you do, uh, you know, as, as the great coach that, that you are and you, you're right. I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction here. And I think in the next 15, 20 years, if you're a vice president or above in any organization, you're going to have a coach. Mm -hmm. You're, mm -hmm. you're going to need a coach because, uh, it, it's just way too complicated nowadays to the mm -hmm. point that you started off with, you know, it's, you, you can't stay in your comfort zone. You can't. Yeah. Well, you see that I've seen that with a lot of my clients that, that they, at certain levels, they will get a coach. Um, friend of mine recently yeah. uh, went from, went to left the company we had worked for and went to work as a partner with one of the large consultancies. And, and, um, and as a new partner coming in, right. They gave them a, a coach for a year to help right. them to to 
you know, of course, because they're coming in at a pretty high level within an organization, but sure. to help them find their way within within the company and make sure that they're still as high performing as they were. They got hired for a reason. So the, the company is looking for them to continue to perform in a, in, a, in a very, very strong way. And so they wind up getting a coach. And I think that, that you see that, oh, yeah. um, you know, with so many of the, the clients I'm dealing with, I, I you know, it it's surprising to me. Yeah, surprising as a coach, I should not be surprised, but but how many of them don't have the correct or a, 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 a an accurate uh, perception of their strengths and weaknesses, right? Just this this idea that if you are um, operating very maturely on on in certain characteristics, but you're you know maybe less mature or maybe derailing in some other um, uh, you know characteristics, it can really this idea of balance, right? It, it can create some 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 issues for you. Oh yeah. And sometimes and sometimes leaders wind up relying too heavily on. A particular um, a particular type of trait, um, which you know, with the pandemic, I think it's really thrown some of them off. You know, if you you use your personal presence a lot in right. your leadership style. You know, you're more of a management by walking around person, but but now you're you know limited or you've been limited to Zoom. It's really changed how you need to operate as a leader. You need to find other strengths and other characteristics around your leadership style and lean into those to be able to continue to be a high performer. So, you know, the, the, this is a great discussion, um, and I'm with you 100% uh, around that really most leaders really have not calibrated accurately um, their repertoire of strengths and development needs. And if you think about, you know, we've, we've talked about this, JB, if you think about any business in the world, that creates a strategy in support of the vision, mission, purpose of the organization. Think about a strategy. It's an actionable set of actions and behaviors individually and collectively. Uh, the intent uh, of which is to drive that organization to achieve the ultimate mission and vision and purpose. And what organization in this world exists that would say, you know something? Our strategy uh, is not going to be based on an accurate diagnosis of our organization's strengths and weaknesses. Okay, there, there you go. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the parallel in the world of leadership development is this: that there is mm -hmm. a parallel universe, and it's incredible if you think about the engines that will drive an organization. The elements that we're talking about here. Vision, mission, purpose, retranslate into strategy, right? The execution, uh, and so on and so forth. If those engines are not optimized in this other parallel universe, meaning every leader in that business needs to be optimized, right? In terms of their vision, mission, purpose, otherwise known as their core purpose statement, right? Why do they exist? Ultimately, what is their purpose in that organization? Hopefully, it's aligned with the mission, vision, purpose of the organization. And what's my personal strategy? Back to your point, right? Where I can leverage my gifts and strengths in support of the vision, but also in support of my core purpose, right? So it's two-dimensional. Mm -hmm. That's more the case, JB, in the world today. Very, very few leaders have a really good understanding of their strengths and development needs. So how in the world can you actually create 
a go forward plan that unleashes you. And also, by the way, helps you unleash the direction of the organization. It's impossible. Yeah. Therein, right? Therein lies why the work that we do is critical. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that, that awareness, the, the awareness factor. How, how you know, we, we started talking about this, started out talking about inner core, but it's really starting with that foundational step of getting the self-awareness, understanding how an individual inner core is driving those outer core behaviors. And if it starts there, you can build out um, from that. But that, that to me is the, the fundamental step that I start with my clients. We go through yeah. you know, some extensive discovery work. We, we, you know, we do assessments with them to give them sort of the, the, the breadth and the depth of, of understanding of how they're showing up as a leader. Yeah. And so it starts, starts with that. John, listen, this has been a fascinating discussion. Uh, we have a, a, a few more of these um, um, in the series that we're going to do to talk about the different tenants. But I want to say thank you for your time and and uh, uh, your participation in this because you're you're of course the father of the uh, of intelligent leadership, a, a philosophy that that I think is really going to revolutionize and change the world. Um, and I want to be part of it, uh, one leader at a time. So thank you, John. Appreciate you being here. Great honor, JB. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. Bye for now. Hey leaders, if you liked this episode and you want to learn more about how you as a leader can understand the health and vibrancy and maturity of your inner core and how that's impacting the effectiveness of your behaviors in the outer core, I'd encourage you to visit my website, johnbert.intelligentleadershipec.com or email me at jbert at intelligentleadershipec.com. I'll also put this information in the notes for this web uh, podcast episode. Please join me for episode number two, where I continue my conversation with John Matone and Intelligent Leadership.